What is up? Welcome to another amazing episode of A Winners and Win. I am your host, Big T. We are broadcasting live. Um, I missed a few stories over the last few weeks that I really wanted to get to. And one of them is the police officer, the young lady, um, who basically decided that the workplace was a party place and wanted to get to the business. Now, everyone has talked about this ad nauseum, so I really don't have much to add to it. But I, what I will say is that I don't care where you have a policy about fraternization between co-workers and employees. Where men and women are together, <clears throat> nine times out of ten, something's going to happen. Not all the time, but some gonna happen. Maybe inappropriate conversation, maybe um like full on sexual acts. Now, I will not condone them getting freaky at work. That was just dumb. Like you at work, dude, like especially if you a cop, you at work and your partners and your people need you. You gotta be in your peace and cues. You gotta be smarter than that. You gotta be smarter than that. But of course, they weren't. They out there wilding. And then the fact that her husband said, yo, I'm going to stick beside her. I'm going to stay with her. I'm going to love on her. <laughs> Look, I don't know what level of what level that is. I'm not there. I ain't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not built that way. How do you know basically a good portion of the department and ran through your chip you were here being park ranger Dave and you know what I'm saying and you ain't in on the action fam I don't even know how you could stay with somebody in that situation but to each his own and he gonna stick beside her she gonna still do her thing he ain't driven more power to him but my goodness my goodness. And, you know, the cops are probably got fired. Y'all know why y'all got fired. You know, abuse, like the, the sergeants and all that kind of stuff. The abuse of power that could come from that situation. And also, most of y'all probably knew when she walked in the door what she was about. And again, don't matter if it's good, better, or different. You took the opportunity and it cost you, fam. Stop. Like, I get it. Workplace fraternization always happens. But you gotta start being a little smarter. And I'm be real with you. I'm pretty sure they was like giving the heads up. Like, hey, this, hey, this ain't what you want to do. Be smart. Be smart about this. And they all chose to not be smart. They all chose to be extra. They all chose to, you know, get it in. And, like... <laughs> Man, oh. <laughs> just crazy, fellas, ladies. I don't care how attractive that person is. Think about the long term effects. It ain't worth your money. And companies need to get better about fraternization laws. And I understand it's gonna happen, but please be smart about it. And please don't be out there doing the extras while you're at work. Like, why are you smashing while you on the clock? Y'all cops. If something happens and people need y'all, y'all if you're laid up in hotels doing, you know, all the, doing all the things, come on now, man. Come on now. Y'all gotta be smarter than that. Y'all supposed to be smarter than that. Man, that, that bothers me because that's just, that's lame. Also, we had something I saw on, um, the Facebook and I saw it on the Facebook because Facebook be having the things on there. When I do go on there, Pink Floyd uh, celebrated the 50th anniversary of their album, The Dark Side of the Moon, which if you've never seen the album cover, it's the prism where the light beams through on one side and the rainbow comes out on the other. Now, what they did was they changed their uh, profile picture to the 50 with a little rainbow in it. And some people got really offended as if they never remembered what the actual album cover looked like. And then they were like talking about them trying to, you know, 
be soft and be sensitive and fit in with society. And I'm like, no, that's what the album cover was back when they dropped it 50 years ago. Like, I like Dark Side of the Moon as an album. It's one of their best albums. How can people who were older than me at the time when Pink Floyd was making music consistently not not remember that? Look, that was... And then had the nerve to be upset because of the rainbow. As if the rainbow belongs to a certain population of people. It's a rainbow, guys. I know the rainbow is used by the alphabet gang to signify certain things. But the rainbow does not belong to the alphabet gang. The rainbow belongs to nobody. Like, you know, the rainbow is a sign from God. It's a beautiful thing. You look in the sky and you see it. It's a rainbow. It don't mean alphabet gang. It really don't have to mean that. They've tried to co-opt it to make it theirs, which is why they get upset when companies do the exact same thing that they did. But it's not their logo. It's not their symbol. It don't belong to nobody. It's a symbol. Stop being upset by things just to be triggered. And quit going online to get upset. Older people, stop going online to be upset. Stop it. Stop it now. Be better. Stop it. Tell your kids to be upset. Tell your kids why you're upset first. And let your kids look you dead in the face and be like, no, that's not what that means. Because I promise you, if a lot of these older parents, you know, these 50, 60 year olds, talk to their kids or grandkids before they hopped on some of these social media things and got upset about things they saw, they would be like, that's not what that means. That means this. That means this. Because look, I'm, th I'm 38 years old and I have to ask for terminology where certain things mean if I'm not sure. I go to my 21 year old brother, hey fam, what does this mean? I heard this, I'm not sure. Before I take it a certain way, what does this mean now? Cause I be hearing something like, huh? What, what, what do y'all? Why would you? Okay, okay. New words, new words. I learned something today. I just think that getting, getting been out of shape over Pink Floyd's album cover now 50 years later is a bit atrociously ridiculous. It's, it's a bit sad, especially when you realize that, fam, there was a rainbow in the album back then. Why are you upset now when all of you were old enough to have seen that album back then? Back then. Back then. One more time. Back then. <laughs> and now, I just, I don't. Bruh, I don't understand it. I I promise you, I don't get it. Now, this one, this story got to me, and this story made me really question some things I saw. A 99-year-old Italian man filed for a divorce from his wife of 77 years. Now, I got to read you this thing, because this tripped me out. The split started after the husband, Antonio, discovered a secret cache of letters. His wife... 96-year-old Rosa had an affair in the 1940s. Antonio confronted Rosa about the relationship and just couldn't let it cook. He about it. Now, here's my thing. At 99 years old, where are you going? Where are you going at 99? Like, at that point, bro, just forgive her and move on. Where you going, you 99? Like, this ain't like this happened and you found out 10 years later and using your 30s, your 40s, whatever, and you like, yo, I deserve better than this. Y'all done got kids. Y'all done got a, y'all done got grandkids. Y'all got all this stuff. What you gonna tell your grandkids? You ninety nine years old. You can probably got great. You sure you got great grandkids. And then, well, why did grandma and grandpa break up? Well, you gonna say because she's for the streets. She was out here thotting. Like what you gonna say? Like how does that conversation get broached? And if you're the grandkids and the kids, 
How you gonna be like, Dad, you can't really divorce mom off that? You be like, But I taught you that not to cheat on nobody. And also, for the lady, for Rosa, why you keep them letters? See, that's why he divorced your tail. Because you kept them letters. Because you kept them, you kept them letters of that romance. See, that's but that's that stuff that people do. If you now look, I'm looking. Cheating is wrong. Cheating is wrong. Cheating when you were married is wrong. But you had got away with it. You did it. May may have been a mistake. Whatever you thought it was, a passionate fling. Whatever she called it back then in the forties. You had escaped. You got away. You got away clean. Scott free. Walked away. Smooth upon them. Good gone done. But you had to keep them damn letters. You had to keep a piece to remind yourself of that time when you felt special in someone else's arms that wasn't Antonio's. And Antonio Hotel wasn't even looking for that. Because I can guarantee you, he wasn't even thinking you was out here sidestepping on him. And he found out. Back when he was young and virile and in these streets and he could have been out here doing the same thing and he wasn't and you was, oh, bruh was hot. Bruh hot. And he more hot that he 99 and he found out that you cheated on him back then in his prime. Bruh probably, he like, I wasted my prime on a woman who was cheating on me. Man, look, I'm just saying, I don't know where you're going to 99, what clubs you hitting? You know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully he's in good health. But where you going at 99 years old? You can't be in the streets at 99. You ain't reclaiming nothing. What you gonna get you? A bad old 81 year old? A bad 90 year old chick? What you gonna do? I mean, as wrong as cheating is, at that point, family, she 96, you 99. Chalk it up to the game. Figure it out and move forward because. Unless, like, Antonio was one of his homeboys and someone he knew personally, he's going to see a lot. Chalk it up to the game, fam. Chalk it up to the game. Great. I can't even imagine what that would be like to be with someone for that. That's like when dudes be with these women and they done, you know, they be with the kid and they find out the kid wasn't there. Wasn't there after like 18 years. That had raised his child up. And then all this stuff. And all of a sudden you find out. On the 18th birthday. Found out it wasn't his. And then she's like. I was going to tell you. But. That's exactly what this is like. You living in a world of deception. Unnecessarily. Just cold blooded. Cold blooded. Man. You know what, Antonio, do you, bro? Do you? You know what? I was tripping. Do you? You 99. You still, you, you, look, I don't know what all you can do, but you can do better. You deserve better. You deserve a woman who going to tell you the truth. Who going to be real with you. That you ain't got to find out nothing. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to find out about infidelity. You deserve better than that, bro. Go do you. Go. Matter of fact, to the streets. To the streets. You deserve better. That's right. Get him, Antonio. Matter of fact, bump that. Get him, Antonio. Do your thing, man. Spit your bars. Find you one. Man, I really look. Get your flirt on. Get your charm on. Live it. Look, you're nine, nine years old. I don't know what you're doing financially, but if you got to run, this is your sugar daddy phase. Handle business. This is business. Handle business. Yes. Yes. Imagine, look, this is Sugar Daddy face. Look, look, handle it. Handle it. You got a little bread for you, a little cute one to look at a little bit. Let you touch on it a little bit. Start with some bread. Get on your Sugar Daddy face. All these girls talking about, I want to be a sugar baby. All right, now. Antonio come around with like, I got something for you. I'm need a little sugar for you. I'm saying, all you see all, all you see on TikTok 
You see on the ground, all these girls want to be sugar babies. Antonio finna come through when I ain't nice strong talking about, yo, I got that for you. But you gonna give me a little bit of that sugar too? Um, look, now is the time. Um, look. <laughs> Alright, man. All right, man. Next up, we got here. Um, twenty years twenty years ago, the Chappelle Show uh, premiered on Comedy Central. Um, a lot of emotions I felt. The first one I felt was like, man, I'm old. I remember watching the first episode of Chappelle Show on Comedy Central. I remember laughing, thinking to myself, "This is going to be the greatest show for like the next ten years." I was right. Amazing show. Honestly, you know, I, I understand why it ended the way it ended. Just a great show. Very funny. Very talented. 20 years, though. Man, time flies. And when you sit back and you really, like, reflect on what happened 20 years ago in this world and life, I mean, think about it. 50, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying is 20 years old now. Get Rich or Die Trying is, a, is 20 years old. Speaker Box of Love Below, one of Outcast's probably greatest albums. It's 20 years old. Like, that is mind-boggling to me when you sit here and you begin to reflect on where you are, where time is, and how these things look, and the things that had impact on your little crisp chicken and beer. 20 years old. Like I, and I, I, I'm bringing up albums along with the Chappelle Show thing because music is, music was such a was such a constant thing in Chappelle's um in his comedy now and on his show, but like I'm looking at the musical landscape 20 years ago to now, there was something for everybody in all three. There was music, music for every single kind of person. Um. We've lost level of that individual of that creativity and that individuality musically because every rapper, for the most part, sounds the same, with the exception of J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. They sound like themselves, but for the most part, everybody kind of sounds the same. The sing-songy flow isn't even like unique at this point. The ideas aren't as creative anymore. Because we're just kind of letting stuff go. I don't even care if it's just melodic. But all all melodic music can't sound exactly alike. You know, voices aren't distinct anymore. R&B exists, but you have to find it. We don't R&B get to promote it because what's promoted is what we hear. What we hear is the same, like, generically mixed music. Like, even if you... Didn't like T-Pain for some reason. There's something wrong with your ears. T-Pain didn't sound like nobody else. Music. Music now blends in together after a while. And it gets to a point where you can't even differentiate the artist. And I remember when I first felt like that was when I first heard. uh, Panda by Designer. I thought it was Future. Because that was the. That was the popular sound. And that's. The road he took. This was I didn't plan this or anything, but I really just want the creativity and the the and the different sounds of music. I think that's why people love Cole, they love Kendrick, and I think at this point we tolerate Drake. I don't know if people love Drake like that anymore because. Cole pushes a barrier. Um, Kendrick truly is in his own musical world. And I just, I love it because he's, the way he's maneuvering and doing these things and this Mr. Morale album, I've had to sit with it for a while since it came out. And when you're going through something, you're listening to it, it's a very mature album. It's like, man, and I get that you you need noise music, you know. You need. Like, I don't listen too much to Gun and all them cats. 
but I get you need noise music. A lot of this stuff is noise music, right? I understand that. But I just, all of Atlanta can't sound the same. All of Chicago can't sound the same. All of LA can't sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Everybody from the same city can't sound the same. Like, they can be a sound from the city, but everyone can't sound the same. Bay Area don't all sound the same. You know Bay Area beat. You know Bay Area beats when you hear them. But E-40 don't sound like Mr. Fat. Mr. Fat don't sound like Kick the Sneak. Kick the Sneak don't sound like Too Short. You know what I mean? I miss that that differentiating sounds musically. And when I looked at what was 20 years old now musically, sonically, creatively, television-wise, it was something for everyone. We've lost that. If you don't fit in with what the wave is, it's not for you and you be a hater. I want to get back to that level of creativity and that level of something for everyone because that's really important and it's really dope when you can connect with artists like that. Just, you know, that's just, that's just my thoughts on that. Also, WWE Raw is 30 years old. Monday Night Raw is 30 years old. They just had the 30 your episode um this past Monday. Of course, uh the Royal Rumble was yesterday. I'm just gonna put it out there and I'm gonna keep it stacked with you. I love wrestling. I've always loved wrestling. I'm always gonna love wrestling. There was a lull in there where I wasn't really the biggest fan of it anymore because it got kind of boring. But as a kid, eight years old, I remember watching Hogan, Warrior, Savage, Teal Santana. My dude was Tatanka. The thing you had was the Texas Tornado. I remember watching this stuff back in those days. Mr. Perfect, Bobby Heenan, Earthquake, Typhoon, and Natural Disasters. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yokozuna, Undertaker. Man, I grew up on some of the greatest eras of wrestling. And I'm watching, and I've watched over the years, of course. I was a teenager during the Attitude Era, which was probably wrestling's biggest boom since the 80s. From watching wrestling all these years, watching Monday Night Raw all these years, I can see now, and I can honestly say, that what WWE is doing right now with Roman Reigns and the bloodline, the same as they, and that entire storyline. Chef's kiss, man, this is beautiful booking, beautiful building. And it was only possible because a person who loves wrestling and is a wrestling purist is now calling the shots. We wouldn't have got something this pure and this good and this entertaining had Vince still been the one at the reins calling all the shots. With Triple H calling the shots as a lover, as a, he's a fan of wrestling. He's a wrestling purist. And as a fan of what you've done, you didn't just do it because you were good at it. He's a fan of it and it shows in production, in booking, in story, in telling, in match building. That man built the Rumbles so well and booked the Rumbles so well that you were... Con- Me and my brother watched the Royal Rumble yesterday. And I promise you, the entire time, we were sitting like, wait a minute. What's he... He's putting all the rivalries to bed and he's he's climaxing everything off. He's putting everything in position to end by WrestleMania. So WrestleMania ends, everything is new. Like, bruh. Bruh. And then the let Gunther be the be the Iron Man for the men and almost win it, but let Cody Rhodes get the win. And then for the women, Rhea Ripley, that was an excellent rumble. That was very well put together. I'm just happy to still be a wrestling fan and getting to see good wrestling again. 
is a big deal for me because I love wrestling and wrestling is awesome. And if you don't like wrestling, I don't know what to tell you, but it's a big part of my life. Always has been, always will be. Now I'd have to shift from that uh, beautiful, fun stuff to a couple of things I saw. Um, I saw this video on Twitter and it's a woman who's claiming that she's having like all of these wild reactions from the vaccine. She's claimed that she has, um, she has like tremors now and she's like shaking and she can't like walk and all this stuff. And so and I've seen the thing and I looked at her Twitter and my question simply was this. I've known many a person who's gotten the vaccine, right? From the beginning to now. I know many a person got the vaccine. The symptoms she out there lying about, I've never seen anybody have. And I just think it's hilarious that people are creating fake pages and fake profiles to put out fake information about the vaccine, creating whole fake videos of themselves going through whole fake medical emergencies. To, to, to say the vaccine is bad or whatever. And look, I, we, we exist in a world of people being able to make their own decisions. I am a firm believer. And if you want to take the vaccine, take it. If you don't, then don't. Either way, it's your choice, your decision. I am totally all for that. But what I'm not for is the spreading of misinformation, the uh, the illusion of the truth, the lying to people. If you don't want the vaccine, that's fine. If you're against folks taking the vaccine, that's fine. But don't make up symptoms. Don't lie. Don't get on Twitter and create a whole profile about, you know, a few months from a few months ago where you're up here convulsing in the Harlem shaking and, we, and people can put music over it and show that you are lying. Because the people who've had the vaccine have never had any of these reported symptoms. If it's something that was reported, that's one thing. But, but look, before you got the vaccine, they asked you what you were allergic to for certain reasons. Because what was in it, if you were allergic to it, you were going to have an adverse reaction. You know, harm shaking wasn't an adverse reaction. Stop lying. Stop lying. I hate that we can say, oh, you know, it's right. It's those um, wild right wing people because who it is? It's stupid. Stop it, man. If you didn't want the vaccine, you shouldn't have got it. Now, next story. Next thing. Beauty standards in America and why they're bullshit. Because they are. Men and women kind of base their lives based upon someone else's idea of beauty. The idea of what is attractive to somebody else is basically the thing that drives a person to do what they do. Um, Shirley Ralph has been really good about this recently. I've watched her on, on, on the award show run. And I asked her, if you could talk to the 15-year-old you, what would you tell yourself? And she would say, I would let myself know that there was nothing wrong with my lips, with my hair, with my face. That in years, people would be fighting tooth and nail to look like me. They'd be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to look like me. Going back to when you, like back when in the day when America's Next Top Model was on the air and they had Takara on the show. They had us believing that Takara was fat. She was a plus size model. Takara looked like a lot of women I grew up looking at. The standard of beauty 
changes based upon what they what what people perceive as beautiful. But the problem is the person who's perceiving beauty isn't always the person who's watching it. It's the person who's watching the show. Perception of beauty is truly flawed in that respect. Because think about it this way. We're talking about a, we're talking about the runway. The runway's perception of beauty may be one thing because of who's on the runway and who is designing these outfits and what they like. A perception of beauty for, for another person may be something else. Perfect. Look. If you like a thick woman, you like a thick woman. Like a skinny girl, like a skinny girl. Like a buff man, like a buff man. A dad body is a dad body. There's something for everyone. But I believe that the traditional standard that's been set, like when girls, like a lot of women who, you know, do all these, do these things. It's, it's dangerous. Like, you know, the trends people feel like right now, the trend again is God awfully long nails with stuff on top of them, with junk on top of them. If you ask me, I think it's ugly personally. But I get it, Cardi does it, Meg does it, all the famous, you know, girls that they look up to do it. So a lot of young girls and some boys are doing that. They're doing the super duper long nails with all the stuff on top of them. And they was like, it looks good, don't it? No, it looks disgusting. It looks disgusting. And you don't live a life that you can have those kind of nails. But go off, sis. Do your thing. Um... Personally, I just think long nails are ugly. That's just my personal thing. But I get it. It's the same way when I look at girls who go get BBLs. You know, they flying out the country or they going to Atlanta. They going to get these BBLs and they coming back home. All to impress men or women. Because they've been made to feel like inadequate to a point. Like. You know, girls are here getting they model who've gotten who've gotten the booty who gotten the ass shots from somebody's dentist or somebody's dental assistant in a basement, and they have all that you know that they getting shot up with cement. Women lost their lives. All this chasing these beauty standards that you see on television that makes some people feel less than. I just want you to love you for who you are. You know, if you feel you got a couple pounds on, go to the gym, work out, you know, eat a little differently. You know, if you, you know, they're like for men, they have, they have heightening leg lengthening surgery where they break your legs and they put you in casts and stuff for like six to eight months so you can grow two more inches. And men are going to Vegas. And getting this done to because of confidence issues. I'm look I think we need to start a concerted effort right now for the next generation of young men and women to positively affirm them so they believe they are beautiful, they are strong, and they are good. If you're short, you are a short king. It means nothing. This height don't always make you great. And guess what? If a girl only want to do because she's tall, she's shallow. Let her, have, let her have her preference. Perfectly fine. You'll find the one for you. It's all good. But it just breaks my heart when you look at it. All over. Just how crazy this whole thing is. When you see these young men and women who are doing these things to feel beautiful. When it's like, but you are. You don't need all the extras. You don't need all the accessories. I'm not saying nothing about makeup. Now, if makeup accentuates what's already there, then there are sometimes there's some makeup artists or mad scientists because they can do some things. But you know what? You're beautiful already. You don't have to go for all the extras. I just wish we would get to a point in society where we can learn to love ourselves without all the extras. For real. Now, 
This is another one I want to hop on real quick. I've been doing some YouTube research. And on my YouTube research, I've been noticing a lot of social media stuff where a lot of black women don't like black men. Not all, but a lot. And I found some uh, profiles and stuff. I'm not going to put the people's name out there like that. But there was a young lady, I was a young woman I happened to fall upon her fall upon her channel on YouTube. It came to a recommended because apparently they must believe I'm in the manosphere or something because the videos that be popping up in the algorithm be wild. Cause they go from fair and balanced to gaming to some wild conspiracy stuff. I don't know what goes on YouTube when I go to sleep, but my YouTube spazzing when I'm asleep. So apparently, you know, I just, when it comes to black women and black men, I feel like a lot of a lot of hurt has been gone through, a lot of wrongs that have been happened, and I feel that it's a lot of generalizations on both sides, um, and we need to be better about how we converse with one another, how we converse about one another. Um, it can come down to a simple thing as. Black women is loud and ghetto. That's not true. Not all black women are like that. You know what I mean? Just generalizations create issues. And also, when you've been hurt by somebody that's also, that you believe should love you because, you know, they resemble you and look like you and know you, it can change how you perceive them. I mean, it's bad that you hear the thing, you know, all men are trash, all men is all men are that. You know, the women say, oh, well, if you're not trash, you should have to defend yourself. No, you should say the men you pick are trash. The men you've dated have been trash. Not all men. The men you pick, the men you've dated, the men you selected. And it's the same as us. When you date a black woman and it doesn't work well. Just say, no, the kind of black women I've been dating have not been good for me. You can say that. Because that's not attacking all black women. That's saying... Your selection has been off. And since it's been off, you got to get back on it to make it right. But I feel as in some cases, the, hurt, the hurts are so deep and they stem from so much, you can't fix the problem. And when you get to that point, I don't know how you repair it. I don't know how you make it right. I wish I did know. But to black women, I love y'all. As a black man, I love you. Whatever hurts we go we go through as a people. I hurt I hurt with you and I love you. I want the best for y'all. I hope y'all want the best for us. And I wish at some point we could get past some of the issues. And I don't want to hear the whole thing of, you know, when it comes to black men who did outside that race. That's that's a lot of the issue too. Oh, you must hate your mother. No, I love my mama. My mama dope. I'm with this one because I like her and she like me. And I'll say this forever. And I'm a, and I'm gonna say this about men. When when black men date outside their race, nine times out of ten, it's not because they think dating someone white or or Spanish is better. That's not even what it is. It's not about better or best. Most men date and marry women that make them feel special. Most men marry women date women that make them feel special. That's just kind of what it is. Most men, it doesn't take a lot to make a man happy in most cases. It's just all he plays video games on the weekends. Let him play video games. Or learn what he does. You can understand why he does it. Um, or he does fantasy football. Oh, that's stupid. Be like, hmm, 
Well, how do you do it? Well, how do you benefit? You know, what is it? Teach me about it. You may enjoy, you may find something that you can enjoy together. Like in nine times out of ten, all a man wants is to know his girl likes him. Not so much that she loves him, that she likes him, that she enjoys being around him. It don't take much to make a man feel special. I mean, most Father's Day gifts are basically outside of the socks or the, or the tie or the shirt he might get from the kids. The gifts are different from from men. When think about this, like, what are they? What think about the gifts that they recommend that people buy men for, like, women buy their husbands for, like, Father's Day and things like that. And birthdays, a new riding mower, a tool set to fix all the stuff the kids and you done broke or need to be fixed in the house, right? Things that are more functional, more useful for women, gives them more, you know, a more look at me, he loves me type. It don't take much to make men happy. A beer, some barbecue. You know, maybe a little loving, kiss a bottom a little bit, make it feel special. It don't take much. It really doesn't. So I'm just saying, like, men marry women and make them feel special. Men date women and make them feel special. And another thing that can that, that I think now this is just a personal thing, I'm gonna throw out here real quick. If you're in a relationship with a person who's hypersexual, who like desires and, and craves sex, and you knew that going in, you can't just turn your sex drive off once you say I do. If you knew going in this person was sexual, hypersexual, and was turned on by you and was ready to get it in a drop of a dime, you can't go from you can't go from every day to once a month and then wonder why that person is like yo what's up and sex can't become a weapon it can't become a, a bartering tool and it can't become something that you leverage over him sex is to be enjoyed by both sides and if you don't like having sex a lot and he does and you know that going in, you want to change or don't be with him. Because making a man feel special ain't hard, but making it feel neglected is very easy. And I understand that women aren't no ace. Men try to please women. We really do. We try to please y'all. That's, that's why do you think Men do the things we do. Chris Rock said it best. Men have all the things they have because they know it impresses women and women like it. If women didn't require men to have cars and homes and stuff, dudes wouldn't have nothing. We do these things that we like, y'all. And black women, we love y'all. I can't explain why y'all are one of the highest single female population in the world. I can't explain that fully. For some of y'all, I know why some of y'all are single. Not all of y'all. I know why some, but not all. I do know this, that black men get married at a higher rate in the U.S. than any other uh, race of men. Black men marry black women at a higher rate, and black men marry outside of their race at a higher rate. But I always stand firm on this one point. Men marry women who make them feel special. It don't take much to make a man feel special. But it seems that as we fall into a new society, a new culture, a lot of women tend to look heavily upon what they see in the social media sphere is to make them feel special. Oh, he got to take me here. He got to do this. He got to do that. Maybe most of that's not realistic. He gotta make this much money. That's not realistic in most cases. 
I'm not saying that you shouldn't expect to be taken care of and loved on. But I'm also saying that if you live in a house with a man and it's 50-50 because you live in California or in New York where the economy is ridiculous and it takes two incomes to thrive and survive, you got to worry. But also men, if you live in a, if you are in a situation where it's a 50-50 where she has to work to take care of the house, just like you have to work to take care of the house, as the man, it's also on you to make sure things get done. Everything isn't on her in the home. You can't look at her and be like, oh, no, she got to work eight hours a day. She got to do 40 hours a week like I do or 40, 50 hours a week like I do and come home and cook me a five-course meal and do all the laundry and clean the whole house. That's unrealistic. That's unrealistic. It just is. And I stand firm on this and I will say this forever. Fellas, your wife ain't your mama. It ain't her God to clean up after you. You are a man. You are a grown adult. Pick up your own stuff. Now I'm not saying that you gotta do it just how she does it or whatever because we all do things in our time and then we all do things our way. We do. But clean them after yourself. You can at least do that. If she work like you working, but you get home first. Like I wash the dishes. You know? Do the laundry. These things aren't gender specific because they have to get done for everybody. It's okay to do them. It's okay to do them. So, don't be afraid to help out. Because helping out is a good thing. Lighten her load certain ways and she'll lighten yours and others. But when you marry a person, you're a team. Like, men and women are a team. We we can talk about the submissive stuff another time. But, you know, that's holding the topic. But men and women, when you marry a person, you're a team now. Marriage equals the death of two single people. And when those two single people have uh, ceased to exist, this new married body comes into play. When this new married body comes into play, you're now making decisions based upon that new that new governing body that benefit both. Now you can still have your separate interests because you need them because you're still people. But you are working together. You are a team. You are a team. Now my last thing I want to talk about. Because I've seen this. And I thought about this with the young lady. Who posted the video that she had to apologize for. When she was you know. Saying all those evil things. All those hurtful mean things about the dude. Who she felt was lurking on her in the gym. When he looked at her a couple of times. Um, Ladies. I, this is an open-ended question. How do you want men to approach you? Because culturally, men approach women. But then there comes times when you tell us, we see on social media and all this kind of stuff, how y'all don't want to be approached, don't we want to be bothered. But then when you be out and you're trying to look cute and no one talks to you, you're upset because you weren't approached. What do y'all want? Do you want us to approach you when we find you attractive? Are there certain spaces that you feel are off limits? Are there certain times that are off limits? What is it? Like, you know, I'm a little older, so I remember every time we would go out and you could talk to a girl at the club. Uh, you had to watch out for her own girl playing offensive tackle and making sure she picked up the blitz because she would. And, you know, make sure you she couldn't you couldn't get by her one friend. Very, very consistent thing. But also there were times you could talk to a woman, have a straight conversation, enjoy yourself and walk away. And there were times when girls would oh buy me a drink, talk to me. I didn't buy drinks. I don't believe in that. My I believe that my time is just as valuable as yours. So why am I spending money to make your time, to, to make you feel like I'm worth your time? 
both of our times is valuable. Either you want to talk to me or you don't. Now we're having a conversation and we, we want to have a conversation over shared drinks. I'm with you. But I'm just as much as surprised as you are. So we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, I got to run behind you, all that kind of stuff. But I'm curious now because there are so many, and I get that there now, another in the UK has like the all women gyms where women feel safe because of men, right? But my question is, if you like men, for women who are attracted to men, how do you want men to approach you? Like, what do you want men to do? What do you want men to say? How do you want men to behave when it comes to being around you? How do you want them to address you? Because I'm being real. I'm single again. We don't know. I'm confused. Like, you know, then if you want to slide in the girl's DMs, but now you gotta be careful you go into a girl's DM because she'll try to expose you and embarrass you if anyone knows who you are. So I mean, like, are we is it more about clout or actually finding connections? I'm curious. Y'all can let me know because I be asking questions. I don't know. But yeah, that's my show. That's what we got for today. I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, more episodes to come. I thank you so much for being awesome. I thank you for supporting me and all like all the things I'm doing, all things I got coming forward. So we'll get at y'all again soon. But shout out to the good people who allow me to do these conversations and have this stuff. Shout out to the people over at Nine Oh Nine Media and the good people. From Come Correct, who have had my back since way back. I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay up and y'all take care.